Welcome to the Sharon Brown Podcast. This is Sharon Brown, and today's episode is four day of seven days new year countdown to 2023. Praise God in Jesus' name. May you make it to another year. Four. So this is uh the fourth day. Four, three, two, one would be one would be uh January first, and the fourth day would be Thursday, December twenty ninth, twenty twenty two, and so on. So God is good. God is just. He has blessed us, taken care of us, and um the first, very first uh time that God uh or anyone had seen a new year which would be the first year and the first day of the first year was when God began creation that was the first of what we would call our years our new years our time and things like that so uh God did that for us uh he uh created mankind to worship him and all of that but uh the beneficiaries of uh creation were those who were created uh they were given the ability to exist now god is the self-existent one and he always existed but uh the children of god uh or rather the those who were created were given the ability to live and then those who uh well Adam and Eve would be the children of God at that point because they had not fallen so God had created him a people so they were his children he was their father there was a relationship there uh he was he had authority over them but he gave them authority and dominion over the earth and they were supposed to be fruitful and multiply. And this was the command that he gave them in the garden. Uh, but before God commanded them, he gave commandments to the things he created. Uh, so uh, when I say he gave commandments, uh, I would say like, for instance, uh, when he made the earth, the stars, when he made the uh, heavens, when he made uh, the sea, when he made the, the planets, whatever, they were given boundaries and, and, you know, instructions on where to be, where to sit, what to be consisted of. So they had rules of how to act. Uh, in essence, if you are created as dirt, there is inherently rules to how you conduct yourself. You would be on the ground. You would have your boundaries on the ground. So uh, you wouldn't be uh, up in, you know, just up in the sky. If the wind blows, the wind has boundaries too. And the wind can blow and then the, the dirt would be lifted up. It would go out of its place. You understand? But the dirt itself has boundaries to be on the ground. So that's where the dirt is found. So in essence, 
everything was given some kind of commandment or some kind of rule or some kind of law. Uh, nature tells you things about uh, some things. And so uh, there are some inherent laws. Just like when we look at the Constitution, uh, when they speak about uh, the Constitution and uh, the Declaration of Independence and things like that, uh, they have uh, in the Declaration of Independence, we hold these truths to be self-evident. And they're speaking about the different laws and uh, rights that are natural, that it's self-evident that all men were created equal. So it's not something that it had to be written out that, oh my goodness, uh, we think we should be equal and free and whatever. Uh, it's something that's self-evident. It's naturally seen. The things that God created, that it can be readily seen and understood. So uh, it's no secret. So for instance, if God created an angel, the, by virtue of creating the angel and putting them in the heavens, and uh, you know they have uh, they have uh, what they should be doing. I don't know exactly the specifics if he had a conversation with them and said, "You do this and you do that." But by virtue of the creation, there are some things that are inherent that they are supposed to be doing. So. Uh, like God created Lucifer with the pipes and the things in, in him. And so by virtue of his creation, he would be praising and worshiping God. And there's just some things that were naturally so, uh, you know, that were readily seen. Um, uh, so God made Adam and Eve and there were some things that could naturally be seen, but God didn't just create, you know, the earth and have a boundary and then say that so that's it with adam and eve he did something very specific he gave them specific instruction now it's possible he gave specific instruction to uh the inanimate things and uh the other creation as well the animals and whatever i don't know the specifics of uh if he gave them a specific way to function like he gave Adam and Eve, don't eat from this or whatever. Because uh, what people pass over is that uh, Lucifer was found with sin in him, right? So he was in a he was in a fallen state. He was found with sin in him, but the animal was also found with sin. Uh, I don't know if it's specifically the same way Lucifer was found with sin, but the animal went to uh, went to Adam and Eve and lied to them and twisted things and said, you should eat of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, this snake was uh, an animal and the devil used this animal. Now, how did this animal allow itself to be used to trick humanity? So the fact that a snake in the garden was used and allowed itself to be used. And this was when uh, there was no sin in the world. There was sin in the devil, Lucifer, and he was thrown down to the earth, but he did not have the authority and everything over the earth uh, that was given up, so, you know, um, Adam and Eve gave some of that up uh, because God is always really in charge. But Adam and Eve gave up some of the legal uh, wrangling that they could do 
um, to Lucifer. So some of the legal wrangling that they had the ability to do uh, was messed up in sin when they sinned. Now they were uh, beholden to death and things like that. Uh, they were beholden to something he was beholden to. Uh, Lucifer experienced the kind of death. He was separated from God, which is considered the second death, and being thrown into the lake of fire, that's the second death. But Lucifer experienced the kind of death because he fell from his first estate and he became something else. And he it's like a death from what he was into becoming something else and something evil because of his uh, trying to overthrow the throne of God. So we understand that uh, Lucifer, uh, he was full of sin, but the snake in the garden is not, uh, you know, not just, just all of a sudden, oh, the poor snake. No, this snake has some kind of culpability uh, with being used. Uh, mankind who allows themselves to be used by demons is problematic. You know, so in some of the industries, some of these people talk about they allow spirits into them to do performances when they want to act, when they want to sing, and they say something take over their body. Many of them have said that. Whether you believe it or not, uh, these people are saying themselves that they engage in this kind of behavior. So this is from their mouth. This is not me speculating. This is what many of famous people have said. They use demons or spirits to uh, take over and um, give them courage to to do things they thought they couldn't do. Instead of using the spirit of God, they they accept a spirit, but they won't accept the spirit. So imagine that uh, people, people with money and fame and notoriety and all that, they don't, many of them don't want to believe in the spirit of God or half step and pretend to believe God. And they also believe they love money and all this kind of stuff. But a lot of people will not allow you to use the spirit of God and the Holy Spirit in Jesus and say, I got the Holy Spirit uh, speaking through me and talking through me and working through me. If you say that, they have a problem. But many of these famous people are saying they use all these different kind of spirits. That's not God. And nobody has a problem with that, uh, except for the Christians and people who understand that it's wicked. But they only have a problem with you using God's spirit. But if you say you're using demons or you're using some kind of other spirit, fine. They don't care. They think it's great, you know, and they go along with it. So some of these people are saying they use the spirit. Now, they are culpable for allowing themselves to be used. Uh, now, in the situation in uh, the New Testament by uh, in the Bible, where the man was possessed with demons, he ran to Jesus and he didn't want them in him. He said, you know, these, they, this is what they're doing to me and whatever. And, uh, you know, God, uh, Jesus, who was God in the flesh, cast them out and into the pigs and all that. And he cast out demons in many scenarios. But, uh, the person who was being possessed wrongly did not want it. They were against it. So they were not going to be uh, held culpable for anything because they were rejecting being inhabited by these fallen spirits. They were not comfortable and happy and okay with being inhabited by demonic spirits, spirits of those 
who are against God. So they weren't having it. They weren't going for it. They said, no, 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 rescue me from this. Deliver me from this. They weren't with it. So in the garden, why didn't this snake say to himself, oh, no, 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 I'm not having this. What is this going on? Why in the world is this thing trying to take over me? What's going on? It did not rebel against it. It just went along with it. Now, uh, in the scriptures, there was an animal that spoke, an ass that spoke and told the prophet that uh, an angel was about to kill him. Uh, I think it was Balaam because he was trying to curse Israel or whatever. I don't remember the whole story, but uh, an, an, an animal spoke and said, wait a minute, you're doing something wrong. So they do have the capacity to refuse stuff and not go along with stuff. And so, uh, why this animal went along, we don't have the full story of how this was possible, but something with went wrong in this scenario. I don't know if that is a part of the reason why we started to eat meat. And I don't know if that's a part of the reason why, uh, God used the animal in the animal sacrifice when he made the coats of skin for Adam and Eve. And, uh, the, that meant that the animal was killed. Uh, he was not just skin, you know, the, the animal was skin and all his skin, uh, and coat and things was came off of him or whatever animal it was. And it was placed on Adam and Eve, whether it was a female animal or a male animal. I don't know. We can inquire in the temple about that, but the animal was killed at that time. It wasn't just skinned and left there. So that was the first blood sacrifice that we would conclude. There was a uh, bloodshed at that time. Now, is this the reason why the animals are used and were used when Israel was uh, sacrificing animals for a uh, sin offering? That is before Jesus came. That when Jesus came, he uh, washed every sin away. So he's the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. And the Bible puts him as an animal, a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. So that also answers the question of when the animal sinned by being used by the devil. Uh, the Bible doesn't specifically say the animal sinned, but I'm saying the animal rebelled against God so that would be considered sin. Uh, to for all specifics, we would have to inquire in the temple of everything about that scenario. But it would appear that that animal uh participated in sin, and this may be a part of the reason why animals uh had to suffer uh being used as animal sacrifices and things like that. And it's just so funny that God made a creation that was a little lower and lesser than we are to be able to fulfill that task of dying and using blood so that our sins could be uh, covered until Jesus came and cleansed it. So God was prepared and ready for the plan uh, of redeeming man. So the devil was not able to uh, overthrow human humanity uh, really, because God already had a plan set up for it. So his overthrow was really ineffective and uh, foolish. And um, he used the animal. He used a secondary uh, creature to mankind. 
So the animals were subject to Adam and Eve, but he used something lower than Adam and Eve to uh, trick them. And he used something lower than Adam to trick him. But Adam was not fooled. He, um, he was, uh, you know, led into sin, but he was not really fooled. But he used something lesser to try to make the, um, the person do and commit sin. So that's just something, uh, you know, strange to, to wonder, uh, is that a part of some kind of MO? Uh, we would have to look into society and see how that works, where someone that's your subordinate may be used to try to uh, get you to do something wrong. Uh, we can see that in the scripture, I can say, because God didn't want uh, the Israelites to marry, uh, you know, uh, strange women. It's not about a different race or some kind of things like that. It was about a different God having false gods. He didn't want them to have strange women. These strange women had false gods. So, uh, and whatever, uh, wicked sexual practices and, and demonic activity and things like that. He didn't want his children to be, uh, bothered with them. And if they marry women who were subordinate to them, who were in fact, uh, worshiping these false gods, they would fall into sin. Like Solomon messed up in some things and many other people messed up when they got these wicked, uh, strange women. So we have to, uh, take that into account that, uh, that structure of using subordinates to try to get people to fall, uh, that might be in play because it was in play bi biblically. So I would have to research that out to see how it affects today and what happens. And, uh, in many scenarios in the industry, in, uh, many different places in regular life, some people marry people who are into whoredom, who are like considered, uh, you know, uh, to be a uh, whorish or something. And they're out there sleeping around and they get with them and they, they are with them. Sometimes they don't marry them, but sometimes they're with them. Uh, being with someone of whoredom will bring you down, will be a part of your downfall. Being with someone who is into strange sexual practices and things like that, you know, that are, wants to do all kind of weird things or whatever. And is into all of these kind of pornographic wicked things. Uh, these things are, can be something that would be your downfall, just like it happened in the garden. So what we understand is that, uh, uh, there's a principle of subordinates being used and like wife, or subordinates being used to try to bring you down. So that's something to look out for. It's always a fact that uh, your superior would try to bring you down because that was the first thing that happened where Lucifer, who was a chief angel, apparently, uh, would, uh, would make all the people below him fall. So the superior making the people below him fall that already occurred. So that was with Lucifer. So you have to watch out for people you have over you and people you're listening to who you're given a position of authority in your life to speak into your life and, and to control the things in your life because they can make you fall and lead you into sin. When people go into the industries and then they work for people who are sinful and they begin to do the things that they want them to do, and reject Jesus and don't speak about Jesus and things like that. They're letting this person be in charge of them 
and rule over them and then they're falling into sin. Just like this animal did not protest and cry out to God and say, get this thing out of me or get this thing off me, whatever the case may be. It went along with what the Lucifer was trying to do. And so this animal in the garden, the snake, uh, it was a subordinate and it uh, caused Eve to fall. And then Eve caused Adam to fall. Eve is uh, Adam's subordinate. Now, in the garden, you had the subordinate situation. But what was happening was the fallen angel is the uh, is uh, over the animals. Uh, the angels are ministering spirits to mankind, but the uh, people and the animals, uh, man is made a little lower than the angels. So mankind is made a little lower than the angels. So that would mean that the animals were made lower than mankind and so therefore if the mankind is lower than the angels the animals would be lower than the angels also so it would be in a sense a subordinate so a, a superior made a subordinate fall again so when lucifer made his subordinates fall in heaven he took the third of the angels. He made his subordinates fall. So watch out who's your boss. Watch out who and what you go for and uh, the things that they stand for. Don't go along with everything that they that people do. You should not be going along with sin. So in the garden, a superior made his subordinates fall. Right? Now he was in a fallen state. He was then... Uh, the devil, Satan, and all that, but his position as an angel or an archangel, if he's an arch, he was an archangel, he was superior to man because man was made a little lower and the animals were made a little lower. So uh, the animals were made lower than mankind. So therefore they're in essence lower than the angels. So Lucifer deceived his subordinate, the animal and the bible doesn't say the animal was deceived so however it is that he got this animal to sin and falter or uh, go along with his evil plan uh he used his subordinate and caused his subordinate to do something that appears to be sinful uh the bible doesn't necessarily classify the animals as having sin per se but uh, apparently the animals are paying in ways of we're eating meat and oh, uh, the fact that, uh, you know, the things like that. And they had to be used in animal sacrifice. So there was some penalty for the animal. And plus, uh, apparently the animal is considered to have sin because God said to him, because you did this, you're going to crawl on your belly. And the, um, the woman's seed will bruise your, your head and you will bruise his heel. So God was pr pronouncing judgment on him. So apparently the angel sinned and was punished too. So uh, when people are so like, oh my goodness, we're eating animals. Oh my goodness. We have to also understand the animals did us dirty. The snake did us dirty. That's from the animal kingdom. And the snake allowed itself to be used by Lucifer. And the snake, the snake wasn't in a fallen state. The snake was just whatever. And the snake was able to fall. So we understand sin when it entered into Lucifer. 
however that occurred, uh, then the snake allowed himself to be used. And, the, and he was uh, persuaded or somehow used in the garden. And then he went to Adam and Eve and then Eve allowed herself to be used and Adam fell. Now Eve fell, she was deceived. Adam was not deceived. Biblical um, account, it makes it clear Adam was not deceived. Eve was deceived. But Adam went along with it and fell with his wife. Uh, that's why you got to be careful who your wife is because you might be willing to fall and do anything to go along with your spouse or wife. You can uh, go against this this and not follow it because you know the story of Adam and Eve. You can now be wise enough to say, oh, I saw, the, I saw this. I don't have to do that. I'm not going along with them. You can uh, reject it. But some people, they they fall into this category and it's a spiritual transaction. But they can spiritually be prepared and say, oh, no, I'm not going for that. If you try to do this sin or this wickedness, I'm leaving you. You you can say, oh, no, there's, you know, you can get divorced. You might not be able to get married again, but you will be able to divorce and save yourself from sin and all those kinds of things. You don't have to go along with sin with your spouse. And if you choose, if they correct themselves and you choose to get back together, you guys can do that. Uh, but so we have to understand that the animals took part in uh, sin entering the world and mankind falling into sin and despair and things like that. So uh, poor animals. Oh, my goodness. But you have to understand they betrayed us. Uh, the animals went after the human kingdom. Now, why was Lucifer successful in using the animal? Were the animals jealous of uh Mankind, because mankind was over them, mankind was able to name them, mankind was uh, able to uh, have rule and dominion over them. Was Eve Eve uh, jealous that Adam had rule over her? The Bible doesn't say that, so I can't conclude that. But I don't know if there was some kind of weird thing that uh, was in there. But what I do know by the Bible, I have to stick to that. Uh, Eve was deceived. She thought she was able to be God. So she thought that she could get a higher position and she was going to take Adam with her and let's get a higher position. We could be like God. So it's possible that she was uh, contemplating her position as a woman and having Adam as being able to name her and, you know, uh, she being taken out of Adam. It's possible she considered these kinds of things and thought, hey, uh, instead of me being a woman and being just above the animals and being, uh, you know, uh, named by the man, we could be gods. I'll take you with and let's be gods. You know, we could be like God knowing good and evil like the serpent is telling us. Now, uh, did these uh, two know that the serpent was the devil? I would think that they thought the serpent was the serpent. I don't know that they knew it was Lucifer or uh, the devil, Satan, in the animal. It doesn't explicitly say uh, they were aware this was the falling spirit, Lucifer, talking to them through the animal. So at no point in the story does it make it clear that they were aware this was the fallen angel. And it doesn't make it clear uh, what the interaction of the angels were with Adam and Eve uh, in the garden. It does speak about when they were kicked out of the garden that the angels uh, stood uh, 
in front of the garden and everything so that they would not be able to get back in and they have flaming swords and spinning swords or something like that. But um so Adam and Eve um maybe had some kind of interaction with angels around that time, but it doesn't say that, so I can't conclude that. I can't say they were interacting with the angels where there would be some kind of clue that this might be a fallen being. Um so we would wonder, did Adam and Eve know about the fall of the angel in heaven? Did they know the angel was cast down into uh, a human realm and things like that? They probably didn't know that Lucifer had fallen and things like that. There's nothing that specifically says. And uh, I don't think they knew that this... Uh, snake was the devil otherwise they wouldn't have went along with it and if they had known about the fall or whatever they wouldn't have went along with it had they ever interacted with uh you know uh, any uh angels and stuff uh we would have to figure that out but uh we know for sure the angels showed up when they got the boot when they got the first eviction that is known on earth is adam and eve being evicted from the the uh garden of eden the first eviction in the universe is lucifer being kicked out of heaven so this homeless issue that's going on where people get evicted and the government seems to relish in evicting people and having homeless people and uh landlords abuse tenants and don't give them heat don't give them hot water don't give them proper services don't do repairs and things like that and then uh they the uh, tenants don't pay because they are not getting the proper services they don't have refrigerators whatever the case may be and then uh they find a way to evict people uh a lot of the times like mayor adams and many of these people are claiming and making it seem like um, these people who are homeless became homeless because they have mental illness or because they were not able to care for themselves. But many of the scenarios of why people became homeless is because of the abuse of the landlords uh, and the things like that. There are people who are living in city housing that don't have heat for Christmas and things like that. And there are people that are living in uh, city housing uh, who get evicted. And even uh, 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 the candidate, uh, I forgot his name, um, Reverend Warnock, so-called Reverend, he was trying to evict people for owing $28.55 or uh, less than $100 or $100. So these uh, people have a cycle and a system to evict people and cause homelessness. And uh, this is demonic because uh, this was the first thing that happened to Lucifer. And it's like he's playing it over and over in somebody else's life. So he's apt to evict people and cause people to be evicted. <clears throat> so the first eviction was not because someone failed to pay rent or uh, whatever, or fulfill some kind of obligation. But the first eviction was because of sin. But now these people in the government, many of the government, some of them may be good people, but many of the government have wicked evil agendas and so they are using this kind of lucifer principle this is another one of the lucifer principles of eviction because it happened to lucifer he's now 
it, it's like, uh, you know, I don't believe in mental illness, but this would be classified as like a mental illness. He keeps replaying the scenario over and over in his head. Uh, he got evicted from heaven. He got evicted from heaven. So now he want everybody to be homeless and, and not be in, uh, their original place so you have to be in a secondary place and he's in hell that's his secondary place or he has to roam the earth and he has to roam the earth he is walking to and fro in the earth so he want people to be homeless and they got to walk to and fro in the earth uh so he wants people to live like that and the funny thing is that jesus wasn't evicted but he lived a life of nomadic life or he was they would consider him homeless and they probably would have tried to consider him mentally ill because he went into the temple and whipped the people for um, ch money changing. Uh, they would probably say he was aggressive. Mayor Adams or some of the others would say he was aggressive uh, and he was showing violence and he was a danger to people. And they would try to medicate him or whatever. But he would have escaped them because his time wasn't ready to die. And whenever they came after him before the time was ready to die, he escaped them. So they wouldn't have caught him. But if he had been in this time, they would have tried to pretend he was mentally ill. That would have been their buzzword, conspiracy theory, mentally ill, things like that, you know. So uh, what we understand with uh, Lucifer is that uh, he seems to be playing out this scenario in other people's lives. What he went through because of his sin, he's now trying to force people to live that way. Uh, like Israel had to uh, live 40 years wandering and things like that, wandering through the wilderness. Uh, they had some great experiences with miracles and stuff. But uh, if you chose, you probably would not wander. Although some people do backpack across Europe and backpack across the world and things like that. And there is some fun to be had in camping and things like that. There is some fun to be had in doing that. But being relegated to have to live like that, uh, you know, that would be an imposition. Uh, and uh, uh, it took them 40 years because of their disobedience and not in their sin and things like that. So uh, that wouldn't be the ideal circumstance. But in some scenarios, uh, you know, it if you were to do that, uh, some scenarios, they live that way. They were able to live well and have the tents and the, the things, uh, you know, uh, the holy of holies and all the different things that they had. So they were able to live well that way. Um, they were able to find ways to live. Uh, so they wound up finding a way to make the best of it. So there are some people, peoples who had nomadic living after that point. So they know how to live off of the land. Indians know how to live off of the land or uh, Native Americans, uh, whatever you call them. Uh, they know how to live off the land. Uh, so um, there are people that live like that and uh, are effective at doing so um, and know how to hunt and things like that and get food and things. So, you know, uh, God was providing the food for Israel when they were in the wilderness and wandering. Uh, and God has made sure that people who are homeless these days are being fed or being taken care of and things like that. Uh, even in Israel, when there were people living outside or coming outside with their beds and trying to uh, or get some food and get some money and get some things, uh, God was able to take care of them. 
they were being healed in, in the pool of Siloam and different things. Like there were different things going on outside. There was outside healing, outside provision for people. Um, at some point, uh, Peter uh, healed someone. He said, silver and gold have I none, but such I, as I have give I unto to thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. So there were people that were begging for money and looking for money in Israel. And Peter said, okay, I, you know, I've rolled it with Jesus, but silver and gold I don't have. You know, I'm with the big guy. Now that's really the big guy. Biden is not the big guy. Um, Jesus is really the big guy. But he, uh, he, rolled, he was rolling with Jesus. Jesus uh, said, he, the son of man have not where to lay his head. So Jesus was not housed per se. Uh, he found places that he was able to stay because he's God in the flesh and people received him. But uh, he lived with his parents. He did have a home. But when he was starting his ministry, he was mobile and he was uh, a kind of nomadic. So uh, they were doing that and they were sleeping, uh, you know, near the mountains, sleeping in different whatever places they were sleeping. They, um, they were, Peter and them fell asleep while Jesus went to pray at one time. So there were certain things that were going on. And, uh, but people were asking for things outside and they were getting things and getting the needs that they had. So this happened in, even back in Israel and God was taking care of people who were out on the streets. And in the Bible, these people were not being called mentally ill because they could not take care of their basic needs. They were asking people for help and getting the help. So uh, they have food pantries and they have all this. You can consider these people who can't take care of their basic needs. They have to go get food from other people. That's not being able to take care of your basic needs. But guess what? You don't consider them mentally ill because they can't take care of their basic needs. You give them food. You give them their basic needs. So a person that's homeless and they're outside, you say they can't take care of themselves or their basic needs. You don't put them in a hospital and give them medication. You give them their basic needs. If somebody is hungry, you give them food. If somebody needs clothes, you give them clothes. You don't give them medication and hospitalization for homelessness. If they're homeless, you make them home full. You give them a home. You give them an apartment. All you have to do, if you want to do a sweep of the streets, if you're sweeping people, you move, here you go. You can, uh, you move into an apartment. This is by choice, of course, and they would probably take it if you offered it, if you offered them to live in this apartment, this house, and then you can provide services and they can take it as they choose. You don't force things on them, but they have the option to choose certain services, but it's easy to, uh, pick up people and say, let's go. I'm bringing you into places to live. We have available units, available apartments, available houses in New York City, New York State, and you can move in. And then if you have any service and needs and things, we can provide it for you. You know, they are choosing not to help in this way. The need is not medication. The need is housing. This is not called mental uh, health nomadic. You know, it's like, this is not a mental health crisis. This is a homeless crisis. You're assuming these people became homeless because they're mentally ill. That's what you're assuming. Uh, people may have emotional 
or some kind of uh, problem going, you know, going on. But that does not conclude that it's mental illness. I don't believe in mental illness, but they could have some kind of stress or pressure and things that are causing problem or physical problems that cause uh, distress and things like that. And uh, they might be living that out, but that can be cured by getting a home and not being exposed to the elements being able to get food uh, all the time when they want, when they need. And then many of these things are going to subside because their needs will be met. Now, uh, the way they're treating people who are homeless on the street, uh, they're gonna, they always abuse authority when they try to do this. And then they're gonna try to push that into regular life too. So anybody who are, they say can't take care of their basic needs, they think they should have medication and stuff. So anybody that goes to a pantry can't take care of their basic needs. They need help with it. So if they can't take care of their basic needs, then guess what? Does the government then want to come in and medicate all of them because they're not able to feed themselves and their family? So there are people who can't get put food on the table for their five kids or two kids or one kid and their husband and wife themselves or just a single wife or a single a father or whoever, and they have to go to a pantry. Do you consider them mentally ill because they can't take care of their basic needs? Do you consider that? Also, you say the people outside that are homeless, they cannot, uh, they don't, they don't bathe all the time and you know, whatever the scenario is. Well, let's listen to this. The people who are in apartments with landlords who don't give them heat and hot water. They're not bathing all the time either. They don't have the heat and hot water. Some of them don't have water at all and they have to buy water to drink and they're not able to bathe. Are they now considered uh, mentally ill because they are not taking care of their daily needs because of the landlord abuse? Um, because the person is not able to uh, do certain functions if they have physical disabilities or something like that is they're imposing mental uh, illness on them because they're not able to do something so if a person have physical disabilities and they reject the fact that they have physical disabilities they're going to say it's mental illness instead of being a physical problem if the person tells you they have physical problem and you reject it but you say no it's not physical it's mental uh the, the government is overreaching and they're putting that what they want on people so they try to classify everything as mental illness and it's a big pharma business. So they're making money for big pharma by forcing people to take medication. So they're actors and they're acting on the behalf of big pharma, but not only that, they're acting on their own self-interest because this is a part of their agenda. So we can say big pharma and I am against big pharma and the way they operate but we can't take the onus off of the government as well because the government is using big pharma to effectuate their agenda. They want to medicate the people and make the people compliant to their beliefs in the system that they want. They want to take them away from the Bible and indoctrinate them into other beliefs. And they can try to twist them and contort them and do things to them by medicating and getting them to follow and flow along with what they want. Uh, many of the people that are homeless are living outside of these systems. And they, the government does not like that. They want to force people 
into the systems of how everything is working. These people have rejected uh, living in a shelter because it's a congregate setting. You get sick, uh, you know, because other people are uh, packed up on you. You in a room with 50 people, whatever the case may be. So you can get sick or, you know, and these sicknesses are not just easy. You know, you can catch what other people have, uh, even in the pandemic, it would make it clear that it's not okay to be in a, a congregate setting. So this shelter idea is a public nuisance and a public safety risk. Now, uh, it is a blessing that there is something for homeless people. So the idea of sheltering people is, a, a, is in itself, in a way, a blessing. But yet the same thing that's a blessing is also a curse because it's a congregate setting. And so the fact that they did put something together for the people, praise God, thank you, Jesus. We have something there that people can use. But the fact that they did it in such a way that it's institutional and institutionalized, that's the curse of it. If they wanted to make a shelter system, it should have been people moving directly into apartment home and homes and uh then they could find their own apartments and homes and move out but uh in that scenario that would be too much moving so what they could do is just move people into permanent homes it would be a setting to have uh uh shelter houses where people live in uh different apartments and houses that are considered shelters and then uh they move out when they find their own but that would take up too much space to it would be redundant to put them in an apartment when that could be their own apartment it could just be permanent instead of making it temporary and then you ruling over their life while they're there but when they're in an apartment setting you have less rule over them so they don't like having people uh in an apartment setting, they want people to be in a congregate setting where everybody can see what everybody else is doing, where there's no privacy, where there's a risk to spread disease and all kinds of stuff like that, where there's a risk for conflict and danger, and it's dangerous. Many people don't want to go in shelters because it's dangerous. So the government participates in that, and this is their agenda to have people wrapped up in jail. They go to the shelters. They get into fights in the shelters, they go to jail, or they, they are stuck in the shelter system for a while, and uh, they're not progressing, they're not getting out, and they're there for years. Whatever the case may be, this is the agenda. Uh, they get paid to have shelters, they get paid for homelessness, and so they keep people homeless instead of move them into apartments. Then you don't have the homeless problem. You can always have services for people just in case they're in danger of becoming homeless or can't pay their rent. There'll be always be a need for homeless services uh, to make sure people don't find want, find up themselves in a situation uh, to be evicted and then have to move to another place and things like that. So even though if you put people in apartments and you make it a law that they have to go directly into apartments or houses, then uh, the scenario to hit the streets will be a lesson. There will be fewer people on the streets and it will only be by choice and then it will be less. It, it, it could be less to none uh, because people would take the opportunity to live in an apartment or something like that, apartment, a house. Uh, so um, the idea of eviction 
came in uh, when Lucifer was evicted from heaven. So I was speaking about the uh, scenario with homelessness and that came with the idea of the first eviction uh, in heaven, which was the first eviction. And the first eviction was um, Lucifer being kicked out of heaven because he wanted to be God. Uh, so uh, a part of the first week of creation and what was going on uh, somewhere along that line, Lucifer fell and he uh, was evicted from heaven. So that's the first eviction in history. So when you want to look up the history of something, you have to go to the Bible. If you want to look up the history of mentality and mental, you have to go to the Bible because God created man. He created the mind. He tells you how to handle it, how to use it. If you want to know how to use your mind, read the Bible. So eviction. Lucifer was evicted. So he likes to see people get evicted and have to live in the land or, or in a secondary place instead of where they are. Uh, so now uh, he's evicted. Then uh, Adam and Eve is the second eviction, but they are the first eviction on earth. They were evicted from the garden. So you see with sin and things, there came the eviction. But guess what? The government is using eviction as a weapon and a agenda tool. They're getting their agenda met by evicting people falsely. Um, they're allowing the landlords to abuse people. They won't uh, make the landlord make the repairs and things that they need to make and uh, do all that they need to do. And then when the person is finally fed up and doesn't pay their rent or whatever and gets evicted, then they say the person is mentally ill because they're evicted and can't take care of themselves. This is the agenda working. So uh, you find in the new year, that's why I'm saying in the new year, 2023, we're going to deal with the, uh, we're going to uh, tear down the false mental health system. And it's really the mental illness tear system and the mental illness system. We're going to eradicate that. In 2023, it's going to be set off. We can start it now, but it's going to be really uh, in 2023, uh, the homeless issue where they're trying to force people to into the mental hospitals. We're going to eradicate that. We're going to eradicate the false farce mental health system, uh, the mental illness, uh, things like that, uh, because, uh, they are trying to allow the landlords to abuse these people. I want to put into place laws that if a landlord does not give someone heat, they will be uh, charged with torture because uh, this has been used to torture people by allowing them to have uh, extreme heat or, or extreme cold. Really, it's the extreme cold, not the heat, but extreme cold. And that's been used as a torture uh, mechanism. So uh, the, the landlords will be considered to have tortured them. They will be considered to have uh, physically uh, hurt them because they did not give them heat that would affect their bodies and that would uh, hurt their bodies physically. And it is it could be considered uh, uh, the crime of attempted murder or if they died because of no heat, it could be considered murder, manslaughter, however they work it down, if they plead 
or whatever, however the case may be. But there needs to be a, a criminal penalty system for landlords in apartment buildings in houses and also landlords that are uh in uh, other institutions like shelters and uh, jails and hospitals that don't give people heat that don't give people hot water that don't give people their necessities they have to be charged with crime it can be neglect the landlord can also be charged with neglect all kinds of different uh, charges will apply. There are probably hundreds of charges that they can uh, place upon them for what they're doing. If it's an elder person, it will be elder abuse. Uh, just so many things so that the landlords are not comfortable doing this. And then the government agenda is not put in place where people get kicked out of their apartments. And then when they're vulnerable to the elements and they're acting kind of strange or they're just not doing, participating in the... the uh, natural structure of of how society uh, has set things up or agenda of the government then they consider them mentally ill but if you consider them uh, mentally ill and a danger to themselves because they can't provide their basic needs then you're trying you're basically saying that everybody that is poor or supposedly poor under the poverty line in uh, New York or in America would be considered mentally ill because they can't provide these functions for themselves. So that litmus test is wrong, it's wicked, and it's deceptive, and it's an agenda to try to push medication on people, to try to force people to be hospitalized, to try to hold them for 30 years, or to try to catch and release, catch and release, catch and release. And, uh, you know, they just saw whatever their sole agenda is, it has to do with pushing big pharma's medication with criminalizing homelessness, criminalizing uh, people who have uh, physical uh, disabilities, uh, who have uh, uh, issues of being uh, stressed, dealing with uh, the elements. Uh, for someone to have pressure on their mind, having to live off of the elements, that wouldn't be strange. How would you consider that to be mental illness instead of the uh, stress and strain and wear and tear of, of the physical, uh, uh, you know, nature and the physical, uh, uh, physical abuse of being in the elements? Now, uh, some people can uh, withstand it and know how to navigate it, but some people exposed to the elements, extreme cold and things like that, uh, and the abuses of people that encounter them are more toxic than the actual experience of being homeless. Uh, many of the people are experiencing abuses by people out there, and then the government is not... Uh, you know, supplying places for them to go to the bathroom and different things. So there's different problems that the government are refusing to meet the need of that they need to uh, take care of. But they can solve this problem by just moving people from the streets into housing apartments. They can make housing specifically for people who come off the street and it, it can be proper housing apartments and houses and things where they can go into and they can offer them any kind of service that they need and they can't force the services on them but they can offer it to them and if they need cleaning services they need help cooking if they need help with physical things uh they need to provide that uh the government needs to stop trying to uh tell people what their limitations are People know what their bodies can do and can't do. So uh, they have to take into consideration 
people's physical limitations. Even if they don't consider them disabled per se, they still have to take into account the person's physical limitations uh, in uh, handling them because uh, this is just the way the system is set up. And it's not accidental that they do these things to people. Uh, sometimes they uh, incarcerate people for uh, 30 years and it's wrong. They didn't, uh, you know, it, the person didn't really do it. They knew all along the person wasn't guilty. Uh, they didn't have the right evidence. Uh, the prosecutor had to lie. This person had to lie. There had to be so many failures in the system in order for this person to be there 30 years. Uh, the people would not listen to their appeals, even though they had the goods. They had the, the truth that they didn't do it. They were innocent. It was provable. They let it go for 30 years. That's a plan. That's a plot. That's a scheme. That's not an accident. So uh, when I say the Marilyn Monroe principle, this is where uh, someone else cannot function and be successful so that you can function and be successful. Or, uh, or the society has people that have to be downtrodden so that other people in society or other classes of society can succeed. And this is a demonic principle. Uh, the devil wanted to be God. So he, he wanted to overthrow God and kick God out of heaven. And he wanted to kick God off of his throne and out of heaven. What he wanted to do with him at that point, who knows? Did he want to try to eradicate him? Did he want God to serve him? What we, we don't know what he did, uh, ask Jesus to fall down and worship him. So we understand somewhere in his logic, he wanted that to occur. Uh, so that points to that he was looking for that, but he was trying to evict God from his throne and he got evicted himself. So a lot of these people that are, um, forcefully evicting tenants and abusing the tenants, not giving them heat, hot water and things like that. And then they evict them. Well, guess what? The evictor will become the evicted. Some of these politicians who have been in office abusing people, they're going to get evicted. Nancy Pelosi was just evicted from, uh, being speaker. She got evicted. So these wicked devils are going to get evicted. We're looking for, uh, Joe Biden to get evicted. Uh, legally, we don't want an overthrow or anything like that or something. We don't need that. We want a legal eviction. So these people who have been doing the evicted, evicting will get evicted. We don't want them to be on the streets and homeless and beggarly and things like that, but we want them out of power and, um, not making decisions for people and abusing people. So Lucifer wanted to evict God. At least we know he wanted to evict him from the throne and he wanted to sit in his throne. But Michael the Archangel evicted Lucifer instead. So Lucifer couldn't even beat Michael the Archangel. How was he ever supposed to beat God and take him off the throne? So this was ludicrous anyway. But uh, so what we understand is Lucifer, the evil one, tried to evict the real one and he got evicted instead. So uh, what we're understanding is that uh, in the first days and the first times of the new year, a lot of things occurred. Great things occurred, but also some other things occurred. But in that time, evictions occurred. So in December, we are looking into January 2023, and we're going for evictions of those people who are wicked and have been abusing the people, they have to get out. 
in Jesus name. So this is what we're looking at in the new year, the stoppage of wickedness. And Donald Trump was not evicted. Uh, he was not evicted, but Joe Biden is going to get evicted. But we are going to make sure that the false ones get out in Jesus' name. Water of the word. Wow. Segment. Genesis 2, 21, 22, 23, 24. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall become one flesh. And they were both naked, and the man and his wife were not ashamed. So I went to verse 25, too. Genesis 8, 18 and 19. And Noah went forth, and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him, every beast, every creeping thing, and every fowl. And whatsoever creepeth on the earth after their kind went forth out of the ark. This is the Sharon Brown Sings segment. SBS. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. This is the new year song. You can sing it all year long. You will not get the gong. Praise Jesus Christ, God's Son. This year's blessings are to come. Every day, praise the Holy One. That's the Holy Spirit and God, I'm not done. Praise Jesus Christ, God's Son. But God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year 
In Jesus' name, have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year. In Jesus' name, this is the new year song. You can sing it all year long. You will not get the gong. Praise Jesus Christ, God's Son. This year's blessings are to come. Every day, praise the Holy One. That's the Holy Spirit and God, I'm not done. Praise Jesus Christ, God's Son. For God so loved the world that He gave. His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, Hallelujah, New Year, in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, Hallelujah, New Year, in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, Hallelujah, New Year, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' In Jesus, in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year. In Jesus' name. Oh, have a happy, oh, have a healthy, oh, have a holy, oh, have a Hallelujah, New Year, in Jesus' name. Oh, have a happy, oh, have a healthy, oh, have a holy, oh, have a hallelujah, New Year, in Jesus' name. This is the New Year song. You can sing it all year long. You will not get the gong. Jesus Christ will come along. Praise Jesus Christ all year long. Oh, have a happy, oh, have a healthy, Oh, have a holy, oh, have a hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Oh, have a happy, oh, have a healthy, oh, have a holy, oh, have a hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. This is the new year song. You can sing it all year long you will not get the gong jesus christ will come along 
praise Jesus Christ all year long. Oh, have a happy, oh, have a healthy, oh, have a holy, oh, have a hallelujah new year in Jesus' name. Oh, have a happy, oh, have a healthy, oh, have a holy, oh, have a hallelujah new year in Jesus' name. Oh, have a happy, oh, have a healthy, oh, have a holy, oh, have a hallelujah new year in Jesus' name. Oh, have a happy, oh, have a healthy, oh, have a holy, oh, have a hallelujah new year in Jesus' name. Oh, have a happy. Oh, have a healthy, oh, have a holy, oh, have a hallelujah new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah new year in Jesus name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus name. In Jesus in Jesus, in Jesus' name, have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year, in Jesus' name, have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year, in Jesus' name. Oh, have a happy, oh, have a healthy, oh, have a holy, oh, have a hallelujah, new year, in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year, in Jesus' name. Oh, have a happy, oh, have a healthy, oh, have a holy, oh, have a hallelujah, new year, in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year, in Jesus' name. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Confess Jesus Christ as Lord. And get the new year right. Oh, have a happy. Oh, have a healthy. Oh, have a holy. Oh, have a hallelujah new year. In Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy. Hallelujah new year. In Jesus' name. 
Oh, have a happy. Oh, have a healthy. Oh, have a holy. Oh, have a hallelujah new year. In Jesus' name, have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah new year. In Jesus' name, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Confess Jesus Christ as Lord and get the new year right. Oh, have a happy, oh, have a healthy, oh, have a holy, oh, have a hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Oh, have a happy, oh, have a healthy, oh, have a holy, oh, have a hallelujah new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year, in Jesus' name, in Jesus, in Jesus, in Jesus' name, oh, have a happy, oh, have a healthy, Oh, have a holy, oh, have a hallelujah, new year, in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year, in Jesus' name. Oh, have a happy, oh, have a healthy, oh, have a holy, oh, have a hallelujah, new year, in Jesus' name name have a happy healthy holy hallelujah new year in jesus name have a happy healthy holy hallelujah new year in jesus name have a happy healthy holy hallelujah new year in jesus name have a happy healthy holy hallelujah new year in jesus name have a happy healthy holy hallelujah new year in jesus name this is the new year song you can sing it all year long you will not get the gong praise jesus christ god's son this year's blessings are to come every day praise the holy one that's the holy spirit and god i'm not done praise jesus christ god's son for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year 
in Jesus' name. This is the new year song. You can sing get all year long. You will not get the gong. Praise Jesus Christ, God's son. This year's blessings are to come. Every day, praise the Holy One. That's the Holy Spirit and God. I'm not done. Praise Jesus Christ, God's son. For God so loved the world that he gave. His only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him. Should not perish. But have everlasting life. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year. In Jesus' name, have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year. In Jesus' name, in Jesus, in Jesus, in Jesus. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. In Jesus' Salvation Nation SN segment Romans 10 9 and 10 For if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart God hath raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Repeat after me. Jesus, I confess you as Lord, and I believe in my heart that you rose from the dead. You said in your word, if I confess you as Lord, and I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead, that I am saved. I have done so, and I am saved. Thank you, Lord. Sharon and the Rose of Sharon segment you've just listened to the sharon brown podcast where the rose of sharon is the star jesus is the rose of sharon